0: TII item 402, August 16th, 2016, iOS 10, beta 6.
1: Welcome to Today an iPhone.
2: Yeah, I like it a lot. Today in iPhone.
3: Hey, Gola. Oh, yeah! My beautiful iPhone, which I never have out of my hand and that I do everything with and has become an extension of who
0: I am. This episode is sponsored by Ring. For a limited time, get $50 off the Ring security kit by going to ring.com slash TII. This episode of Today in iOS is brought to you by Harrys.com, where you can use promo code TII to save $5 off your first order. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Rob, and this is Today in iOS Podcast. First up, I want to thank Brian for sending in the music you hear in the background. Brian wrote, Hi, Rob. Here is a song called You're Not Alone. On iOS, I use the apps Nano Studio, iMachine, Notion, and GarageBand. Most of the songs started on the iPhone or iPad, and then were brought over to the Mac for finishing. On the Mac, I use the app Studio One, Logic, and Notion. You can find more of my music at ReverbNation.com slash TimFate. Regards, Brian. Well, thanks, Brian, for the music. And, folks, I will put the full song at the end of the episode, I also want to thank Dan for sending in the artwork for today's show, Dan wrote the following: Hi Rob, this was a photo I took of a flower in my friend's mother's garden using the stock camera app and with the iPhone 6, I tweaked the photo when it was originally uploaded to Instagram with the app's editing tools. I decided to take a copy of the photo and run it through the app Prisma and added Tokyo filter at 86%. Finally, I used the app over to add the TII branding Thanks for all you do and keep up the great work. Regards, Dan S. in New Jersey. Well, Dan, thanks for sending in the artwork. And folks, you can see Dan's artwork in the free TI app via the bonus button for episode 402 or at Instagram.com slash Today in iOS and also at standalone post in the VIP section and at Facebook.com slash Today in iOS. If you have some artwork and or music you have created on your iOS device that you would like to share with the audience, please email it to me at todayinios at gmail.com Please make sure to include which app or apps you use to create said artwork and or music. In this segment of How Wrong Were They, we have the following quote. Quote, Can you imagine Windows Phone 7 in two years powered by the twin engines of Nokia's global reach and RIM's enterprise base? It would be a powerhouse platform. The stuff of dreams for Bomber and nightmares for Apple and Google. Unquote. Peter Pakal, PC Mag 4th of May 2011. This, per speculation, Microsoft would buy RIM. Well, just a few years after that speculation, Microsoft in April of 2014 finalized their deal not to buy RIM, but rather Nokia for $7.9 billion. And then in July 2015, Microsoft wrote off $7.6 billion in impairment charges. Which, you don't need a calculator to see, that's pretty much all they spent on it. Ouch. Sounds like while Peter at PCMag was wrong about his speculation on who Microsoft was going to buy, Microsoft really had to have been better off buying Rim. Or then again, maybe not. Either way, the only one having nightmares in this case was Bomber, not Apple, not Google. For our promo codes on episode 401, we offered up chances to win promo codes for the app Azl, A-Z-Z-L. If you're interested in this app or want more info, go back and listen to the beginning of episode 401. This week, no soup for you. Sadly, no new apps to give away. No good marketing-minded devs out there that were looking to spread the precious word about their app in exchange for giving up five not-so-precious promo codes. Bad app dev marketer are you? if you have not sent in your promo codes or even just a 60-second or less review of your free app. A quick reminder, if you are an app dev or an iBook author, email me if you want your app or iBook featured in the promo giveaway segment for free. We just need the five promo codes or more to give away. Simply email me at todayinios at gmail.com. Please include a 60-second or less audio review of your app or iBook indicating you are the dev or author. Also, when you send in the promo codes, please let me know when they expire. And now into the news. And Apple is really rolling out the updates. Another week, another beta, beta six, this time for iOS 10. Well, beta five if you get in the public version. I don't want to confuse you. We'll just call it the sixth beta of iOS 10 for devs. And they rolled out that accompanying version for public betas. Of course, key things with this update are bug fixes and optimization. Yada, 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 yada. One new feature, which we hoped was a feature and not a bug, was the ability to purchase with Touch ID after reboot without the need for re-entering your passcode. That feature, slash bug, looks to be a feature as it's still active in iOS 10 Beta 6. It was introduced in Beta 5. But really, there were no new features, at least none that anyone's reporting on, just bug fixes for the beta. And... Really, not anything worth going over? Betas have bugs. New betas kill bugs from past betas, and so on. That's, that's what they do. That's what betas are about, killing the past beta bugs. Hey, let's go into the email bag about the betas. Let's see what somebody has to say. Hey, Rob. Ever since installing iOS 10 beta 5, my accessibility feature inverted screen color was slow to turn on and even slower to turn off. Took me a few days to realize that it was the update that may have caused the issue. Well, I figured that an update would come in the next day or so, and sure enough, Beta 6 arrived, and it worked flawlessly. Anyway, the accessibility feature is highly recommended for those who find it easier to read text that is white on black. Now, if we could get an option to have uh, either have some way to keep pics in their original color when while inverted mode, or some sort of toggle switch, on each pick, that would be awesome. Regards, Shane. Shane, thanks for the email. And why not just change your accessibility shortcut to invert colors? That way you just triple tap the home button and it switches it from the inverse to back to normal for your photos and then triple tap and it goes back to the inverse. I mean, that would be my recommendation. For the betas, I have been running iOS 10 betas On my iPhone the past week, first beta 5 and then beta 6. The bugs at this point are minor, and I am really enjoying the improved notifications. Not much else to report, but then again, I only installed beta 6 earlier this afternoon. Hopefully more information on the next episode, but who knows, maybe beta 7 will be out by the time the next episode comes out. They've been going about once a week with the updates. We'll see if they stay at that rate. Very interesting interview with Tim Cook in the Washington Post this past week, look for the link, Tim Cook, the interview, in the show notes for episode 402. A few interesting points that I wanted to point out, that didn't sound all that well, but anyway, we'll go forward with it. One is that Tim Cook eventually sees smartphone and people at a one-to-one ratio, meaning everyone will have a smartphone. TVs globally are not even close to a one-to-one ratio and never will be one-to-one. Another really interesting bit from the interview was with regards to the Apple v. FBI fight and this quote from Tim Cook. Could we create a tool to unlock the iPhone? After a few days, we determined, yes, we could. Then the question was, ethically, could, should we? We thought, you know, that depends on whether we could contain it or not. Other people were involved in this too, deep security experts and so forth. And it was apparent from those discussions that we couldn't be assured. The risk of what happens if it got out, we felt, could be incredibly terrible for public safety, unquote. It is interesting to hear Tim say they did know how to backdoor it, as in the past, there was always this message that they were not sure if it was possible. So a little bit of clarification there. The overall interview was very long and detailed and takes you into the culture of Apple and thoughts of Tim Cook specifically. I do recommend taking some time out to read it when you have a chance. Link, of course, in the show notes. Look for the one titled Tim Cook, The Interview. Another article on the culture of Apple is from ZDNet titled Why Apple Likes to Keep Secrets and Why It Has Lots of Secrets to Keep. Eddie Q had this quote in the article, quote, We don't want to tell the world what we want to solve, what we're trying to solve. Why? Because we haven't solved it. Other than trying to make ourselves look cool or good, what's the purpose of that? I don't understand that part of it. So yeah, there are a bunch of things we're working on that we'd like to solve. Some we've been working on for years and we haven't solved for that matter. I don't feel like we should be tooting our own horns that we're trying to solve that problem when we haven't really solved it, unquote. Makes sense. Why talk about what you want to solve if you have not solved it? One, it gives the competition a head start on what to work on. And two, if you don't solve it, people are going to ask, what's wrong with you for not solving that thing you said you were working on solving? The article talks about R&D spending at Apple, which has never been higher. Prior to 2011, it was always under $2 billion a year. 2013, it was around 4 billion. By 2015, that was up to 8 billion. And this year will be well over 10 billion. In other words, Apple's working on something. That, of course, is good news for the show because it means lots of future products or one really big product to talk about in the future. Hopefully, it's products. Spend, baby, spend. Seems those cyber crooks are targeting iPhone users who have had their iPhones not virtually stolen, but really stolen. What are they doing is trying to steal the iCloud login details to unlock the stolen iPhones that they physically have. They try to trick the victim into giving up their Apple ID credentials. They do this by sending out an SMS message and an email with a link to click to show you the location of your stolen iOS device with what looks to be a legit iCloud login screen. It is, however, not legit and just a phishing scam. And if you put your credentials in, then they unlock your stolen iOS device, and it's all theirs. So if you get your iOS device stolen, look out for emails and SMS messages claiming to have discovered the location of your device and asking for you to log in. Only log in to Find My iPhone app or via a web browser that you put in the address manually, not where you click the link. And never sign into a site where the link was sent to you by a third party, even if you think that third party is a legit party. Victim beware. Don't become a double victim. Pokemon Go really, really makes me appreciate Ring. How, you ask? We are across the street from a library where there is a Pokemon gym, and my son's friends have been coming by every day, multiple times, asking for the boys... So they can go over and get them some Pokemons or whatever else they do at the gyms. And it seems our internal doorbell is at well, some frequency that my kids can't either hear or they seem to ignore. I'm not sure which one it is. I'm going to go with they can't physically hear it because if they're ignoring it, well, we've got other issues. So I am able to answer the door from my iPhone, tell the neighbor's kids to hold on, And then I call my son's phone and tell him his friends are at the front door. No need to run down the stairs or leave my office, just answer on my iPhone. I really, really love my Ring, especially with Pokemon Go kicking up my kids' popularity. If you go to ring.com slash TII, you will get, for a limited time, $50 off the Ring of Security Kit, which includes a video doorbell, stick-up cam, solar panel, and indoor chime. For the video doorbell, it quickly and easily connects to your wired doorbell wires. The main unit is not something you have to worry about charging if you wire it up. took me all of about 20 minutes, if even that, to remove the old doorbell, replace it with the video doorbell from Ring, and you can also share access to it to others in the house. My wife also has access to the doorbell and video. If I can't answer, or even if I do, she can also answer as well. The Ring doorbell has quickly become one of those accessories you can't see yourself living without ever again. Beyond the front door, the stick-up cam can be used to watch other parts of your house and also installs in minutes. Go to ring.com slash TII to save $50 off either Ring security kits. Thanks, Ring, for sponsoring this episode.
2: Hey, Rob, this is Rick from Germantown, Maryland, calling about the... Uh gentleman that was asking about uh, more durable lightning cords for his ios devices and whatnot i had good luck with the uh, insignia brand from best buy good price you know very durable my wife and kids are a kid is you know a little tough on the uh, apple out of the box cords and whatnot so i found that the insignia ones you know at best buy are uh, are very durable the connections particularly down at the at the ends by the USB and the, and the lightning uh, connector are substantially uh, larger and tougher than, than what you get from Apple. So hope that helps. Love the show. Thanks again.
0: Rick, thanks for the feedback. And we've got a bunch of emails and voicemails, a few more to play on this whole subject into the email bag. Hi, Rob. I buy mine at monoprice.com. Cables are MFI certified and lifetime guaranteed. No question asked. David Dick, Springfield Mo into the email bag again. Hi Rob, I've been using cables from monoprice.com for four years and they're about $7 and they're really good and they have a harder plastic on the cable and it's more durable and they come in different colors. I really love them. Regards, Eamon. Hi Rob, love the podcast. Long time listener. Really quick, I have had two Amazon Basic Black Lightning cables for several months to a year And they have both held up nicely. I use one inside and one in the car. Pretty cheap, if I recall. And they offer a few sizes. Regards, Andrew. Hi, Rob. I use the Amazon Basic Lightning Cables. They're great for families with kids and carries as extra. I've had mine for over a year now, and they're still going strong. Six feet for $7.99, three feet for $5.99, ten feet for $9.99. Regards, James B. Hi, Rob. I've been using the Amazon Basic Lightning cables for the past year. While I would not consider them heavy-duty, they are a good medium-duty cable at a good price. They don't hold up forever, but they last much longer than the cheap cables. Just my two cents. Regards, Joe from Iowa. And Hi, Rob. I purchased a set of these cables for Amazon last year. They seem to be the best I've come across. The link to Amazon is listed below. The cable lightning camponed Apple MFI certified 6.6 6 feet 8-pin USB sync charger cable cord. Grace and peace, Brian L. Hi Rob, you asked about lightning cables on episode 401. We've been using Amazon basic lightning cables for a few years now without any issues. They're all made for iPhone. We save lots of money and have them at home and in the car. Regards, Ken Berger, Philly, PA.
4: Hi, Rob. Thomas and Malu. Uh, about the uh, lightning cables. I've been buying lightning cables through Apple and I haven't had any problems. Also, I bought a lightning cable for my in-car use through at and It's a red flat one that's about uh, three feet long. and It's been very uh, durable, and I'd recommend it if someone wants to get something like that. Love the show. Have a lot of fun. Bye-bye.
0: Back to email bag. Hi, Rob. The only company I use for my cables and chargers is Anker, A-N-K-E-R. To give you an idea, here is a link to the Anker 6-foot nylon braided USB cable with lightning connector, and it is Apple MFI certified for the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus and all the other lightning devices. Regards, Conrad B. Hi, Rob. I've had my 1-meter, 3-foot Belkin USB to lightning cable for as long as I've had my iPhone 5S, almost 3 years. Gets thrown in my work bag, tightly wrapped around my in-car charger. It takes some abuse, and it is as good as new. Never a problem. Regards, Alf in Sheffield, UK. Hi Rob. Perry, question on durable lightning cables for iPhones. I've always buy my cables from Apple. They have a year warranty on them all. Regards, long-time listener David from South Florida. Hi Rob. Here are some lightning cables, the Avalor, A-V-O-L-A-R-E, three-pack. You get a three-foot, a six-foot, and a ten-foot that you can recommend to Lara in L.A. They are extremely affordable, twelve ninety nine for the three-pack. And again, you get a three, six, and ten-footer. I've owned these about five months with no problems at all. Regards, Shannon in Arizona. And finally, one more voicemail message.
4: Hello, Rob. Thank you for your show. This is Kevin in Kansas City calling about your listener who is asking about cables. One thing I can tell you is that you really can't go cheap on good cables. The issue that really applies is that you need to make sure the cable you purchased is made for iPhone, certified by Apple, so that you do not damage your charging cord and possibly even the main circuit board. My suggestion is Anchor, A-N-K-E-R. Anchor cables are some of the best ones I have used. I use them for my house and my family. They do come in braided versions, which help up the toughness of them. And they have great ends that are sturdy and slim and fit into almost any kind of case, like a life-proof or box, so that you're not having to worry about getting it into your case and taking the case off or anything like that. Again, multiple lengths, and you can find them on Amazon. They do come in braided. They also come in multiple colors. Tanker, A-N-K-E-R. They have great products. That is what I buy. Thanks. Have a great day.
0: Well, Kevin Shannon, David Alf, Conrad Tom, Ken, Brian, Joe, James, Andrew, David, Eamon, Rick, and others, thanks for your feedback. We are now over 3,000 members in our Google Plus community and growing thanks to everyone that has joined and thanks for the great posts. One new post in Google Plus community that went up since the last episode that had lots of comments came from Katie Frederick on August 11th who posted the following. Quote, Trying to decide which iPad Mini to get. I use the Apple's built-in screen reader voiceover so wondering if the Mini 2 would work or go for the 3 or 4 Mini model Thanks in advance for your feedback and thoughts, unquote. Ken Ostrander replied, quote, We have the Air 2 and love it. I know it's not a Mini, but I think they are a great deal. If I could figure out how to use it as a phone, I would move to the Mini. I can use Google Voice, but not my primary as there is no app for that, unquote. Nick Brown replied, quote, The 2 is far too outdated, and the 3 was just a placeholder. I agree with Ken on the Air 2, but if you're set on the mini size, go with the 4, unquote. Lawrence McFarlane replied, quote, There are many unsubstantiated rumors that an iPad Mini 5 will be released in the autumn, unquote. Ken Dom replied, quote, Katie always go for the latest model, as it will last at least four years, my iPad 3 9.3.4 is still as good as it was the day one when I purchased it in 2013. iPads are the best, unquote. And Michael Drips replied, quote, I would go for the latest model as you get better hardware starting with the faster CPU, unquote. And I have to agree with both Michael and Lawrence in that you should get the latest and highest-end version of the Mini. And you should wait until this fall where the iPad mini is due for an upgrade, assuming you can wait until October or at least early September to figure out if they're going to be releasing a new one. The reason uh, to get the latest is that it will last you four years at least, where and it is updated to you know where you can keep updating to the latest versions of iOS. You will get a longer useful life from the current top of the line version. And with new versions likely to be announced next month, I highly recommend waiting to purchase until after September 7th special event to see what is or is not going to be released. Everyone, thanks for your replies. Since the last episode, there were also dozens and dozens of other new posts and comments in the TII Google Plus community, which is an Android fanboy's free zone and spammer-free zone. Yep, it is the most civil Google Plus community covering iOS. Folks, go to todayinios.com slash community to join in. And thanks to all 3,000 plus of you already in the community and contributing. Also from the Google Plus community were these comments per the last episode, which I always pin the last episode at the top. From Myron Uger, quote, I thought I had added this comment earlier. For the listener looking for lightning cables, the ones I've been buying are from IXCC on Amazon. They offer various sizes and I'm impressed with the quality. Like all Lightning cables I have used so far, the gold plating will eventually wear off the middle two connectors. However, I have had several of their cables for a couple of years now and they still work well. Please note that the connectors are slightly larger and on the longer cables, but they all fit through the opening on my life proof case. One thing to be careful on Amazon is to make sure you buy cables from the original manufacturer whenever possible. I once bought Belkin cables and they broke almost immediately. Since Belkin is generally a decent manufacturer, I'm pretty sure they were counterfeit, unquote. And folks, I do have to agree. Whenever you buy cables, make sure that it says MFI. You don't want to buy non-MFI cables. As per the aforementioned callers and emailers, getting non-MFI cables can lead to damage of devices. Not always, but it can happen. So stay with MFI cables. Hi Rob. You asked for what my wishes were for the iPhone 7. Well, I'd like to see wireless charging in a form similar to Seiko's kinetic system. This would add a bit of charge throughout the day generated from movement rather than from the solar or RF. I know this isn't likely and given current technology would add scads of power to the phone, but it might give an extra 5 or 10% during the day for relatively active individuals perhaps They could use the space recovered from the headphone jack. Regards, Brian in Appleton, Wisconsin. Brian, while it would be nice to have something like that, the amount of energy generated versus what is used is very, very different than with a normal or regular watch. It would not even be an extra 5% during the day for the typical user. Not even close there's a big difference how much your iPhone in your pocket moves around in a day versus how much a watch moves around on your wrist. And even there, the amount of energy needed to run your watch is insignificant compared to the power of the force touch panel on your iPhone. So in theory, it would be nice. In practice, it would not make sense to use that space. Better just to have more lithium-ion battery in that space that would serve the end user much, much better. One of the latest rumors is Apple is working on a new wearable that would supplement the Apple Watch, but not actually be a watch. Think of it as a health tracker or fitness tracker. Now here's what I don't get. Quote, apparently the product will sport a screen and will, similarly to the Apple Watch, make use of 3D Touch. The report cites that the product has been in development for over two years under J. Blanick. An employee who, according to his LinkedIn profile, works on special projects. Unquote. So, in reports on this, they say it will not be a watch, but it will have a touch screen. So why not just display the time? I can see Apple possibly doing a device that is meant just as a wearable fitness slash health tracker that is more robust than an Apple Watch and does not have a screen. But if you put a touch screen on it. How is it that it's not an Apple Watch? I mean, it would be ridiculous at that point not to put the watch option in it. Do I think Apple is working on some sort of non-watch wearable? Sure. I would be surprised if they were not. They work on lots of things. As we know, their R&D budget's huge. Or at least huge compared to where it was. But do I think they are working on a fitness tracker with a 3D touchscreen that will not have a watch feature on it? Heck no, that, that doesn't even make sense.
1: Hey, Rob, this is Lee over in Portland, Oregon. Hey, I'm really getting frustrated with my iPhone. Recently, Apple took a cue to start pounding you every day to update your OS and turns on and says, we'll put in your passcode and we'll update it at three o'clock in the morning. And I got sick and tired of that after about seven to 10 days. I kind of wish I could just get rid of that in a way. And now I'm really kicking myself, and uh, well, it's a good show, so I don't want to say those words. But now I've got a Mofi juice pack, and my battery I used to listen to podcasts all throughout my shift, get home, still have 40% battery life. Now, after this last update, which is or yeah, I think 9.3.3, I'm lucky to get a few hours. I mean, it's, It's just killing me. I can't even get through a four hours on my shift at work and listening to podcasts before it's saying recharge and I have to go pull out the extra multi-little juice packs to plug in so I can last through the night. I don't know if anybody else is having this problem but it's really, really driving me crazy and I got bugged a heck to update and now I barely got any battery life to last me throughout the day. And I thought, okay, so this is maybe an isolated incident. So I waxed away my phone and Put it on after backing it up, of course, and installed, and nope, it still does the same thing, just flashed away. So then I started looking at my wife's phone because I updated her phone at the same time, and yeah, now she's complaining about battery life too. Now I've got an iPhone 6, and she's got an iPhone 5. You have a good day, Rob. Thanks for the show. Love the content.
0: Hi, Neil. Thanks for the feedback, and sorry to hear of your issues. First suggestion I would say is, one, go and force quit Every open app you have. Then go to the settings app, then general, and you guessed it, reset network settings. Once a device reboots and comes back up, log back into your Wi-Fi, put in your password if you're at home, and do everything you need to do. Make sure you get yourself fully connected. Next, make sure that you have airdrop receiving turned off, and that your brightness on your screen is set down to the 50% mark or less. These are some little things you can do to check to make sure everything is working right on your device and you don't have a setting on. Uh, Also go to location settings. And then finally, before actually you do any of the resets, go into the battery option and look in the battery option and, and see what your battery usage is. See if there's a certain app that in for the last 24 hours and the last six days is using up all your battery life. So if it's something that you weren't expecting, that could also be the issue. But doing all those things, you should be able to get your battery life under control and it should be working fine for you for the battery life. Into the email bag. Hi Rob, ran into a problem with iOS 9.3.4 update on an iPad mini 2. My wife upgraded last night from 9.3.3 and this morning her location services are turned off and restrictions is turned on with a passcode we don't know. My wife daily uses Google Maps for directions and used them yesterday without issue. This morning, she's unable to use Google Maps as following the update. Location services are disabled and restrictions are enabled. No one used this device after she initiated the update last evening, and only her and I live in the house, so it wasn't a child or a prank. Not sure what happened with this update. Be sure to back up before doing the updates. Regards, Brian from Appleton. Brian, thanks again for your feedback. I received a package in the mail from Harry's late last month. It was their new updated Gen 2 razors. It is still the great 5 blade razor, but they made some improvements. It is more flexible for better control and more comfortable shaving. They added a 6-blade at the top for trimming hard-to-reach spots and they still, of course, have the great lubricating strip. They took the best razor I've ever used and made it better or bestest. And Harry's starter set is an amazing deal. You get a weighted razor handle of your choice, moisturizing shave cream, three precision engineered five blade cartridges and a travel cover, all for just 15 bucks. And for a limited title only, there's a special offer for TII listeners where you can get it for less. If you go to harrys.com, that's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com, and use promo code T-I-I, you will save $5 on your first order. That's right, first-time customers for just $10 can get the starter kit when you use promo code T-I-I at checkout. To offer up the bestest blades, Harry's went out and found a German blade factory that was almost 100 years old and purchased it. Harry's owns the most important part of the razor, the blade, and by cutting out the middleman on both sides... That means they can keep the price low to you. This is a great shave that doesn't cost much, but it doesn't feel like it cost a buck either. Plus, Harry's as an organization helps those looking for jobs by donating 1% of their sales and 1% of their time to help prepare people for professional success. Yes, a shave that feels great from a company you can feel great about. Once again, go to harrys.com now and save $5 off your first order when you enter promo code TII. That's harrys.com and enter coupon code TII at checkout to save $5 on your first purchase and start shaving better today. Winter's coming, and you know what that means. You need a jacket or Dragon Glass. But per this next item, let's just talk about the jacket. There is a Kickstarter project called Hallam, H-A-L-L-A-M, the New York Smart Jacket for iPhone users, Quote, the world's first smart jacket for smartphone users, Bluetooth, wearable apparel, NFC, power bank, charging LED, GPS, travel, bike, running, music, unquote. Huh? Sounds like a bunch of random keywords, not a sentence. The project has a goal of $15,000, and to date, they've raised a little over 5K. with funding going until September 24th at 11.56 a.m. Central Time. They have 5 styles to choose from: a hoodie, a sweatshirt, varsity jacket, padded vest, and a wool jacket. They say delivery will be in January 2017. Pricing for these starts at 179 for the hoodie and the sweatshirt, 189 for the padded vest, 199 for the varsity jacket, and 229 for the wool jacket. Then there are add-ons. $69 for the charging battery pack, $59 for the LED pack, $59 for the H keychain, and $59 for the H ring. $49 for the selfie tripod, and $39 for the magnetic charging cable, and there are other accessories. Anyway, winter's coming, and if you are looking for a multifunction winter coat that has a battery pack, LED pack, and more, search for H-A-L-L-A-M at kickstarter.com or look for the link in the show notes for episode 42. Honestly, this has to be one of the most confusing projects I've ever seen when it comes to ordering. I think it would be easier for me to explain where the White Walkers come from than it would be to explain how to order one of these jackets. One of my favorite Kickstarter-funded projects was the Hyperlink stainless steel band for my Apple Watch. It looks like the $300 version from Apple, but was only $50 for Kickstarters. And then they were selling it for $70 retail. I say that past part in past tense because right now they lowered the price to 30 bucks. If you have an Apple Watch and you are using the rubber band that came with it, you know, the ugly blue one or white one or pink one or the other one of the other colors that it comes with, it's time you moved up to this band. And the current price, I am tempted actually to buy an extra one just to have around in case There's a link in the show notes. They have versions for the 38 and the 42 millimeters, uh, the Apple Watch and the Apple Watch Sport, and they have the stainless steel version and black version as well. Again, link in the show notes. Not sure how long this sale will last.
2: Hello, this is Andrew from Colorado. Long-time listener, first-time caller. I was wanting to find out if there is a possibility to direct maps to your earpiece and then your music to your car stereo so separately at the same time um i'm an uber driver and i like to hear the maps in my ear a lot of times uh uh, people ride with me will be talking and things so that's been really helpful allows me to stay focused but then also they also like to play their music and play it over the, the stereo so uh and like Many times they would like me to, you know, select something on Apple Music or Pandora for them, and I would like to be able to play that through the Bluetooth I have in my car stereo, but also continue to listen to the maps directions in my uh, earpiece. Uh, I have a Plantronics earpiece; it's the allows you make calls and listen to anything audio via the Bluetooth. So, hopefully, there's a way to to do both at the same time Uh, if you have any apps suggestions, sure appreciate it I'm sure there's a way to do it uh, via a phone that's been jailbroken but I would first like to find out the way to do it on a non jailbroken iPhone and then if that's not possible as a last resort uh, the steps and the apps needed on a jailbroken iPhone thanks for all you do Rob, appreciate it greatly, thanks For all your time, bye.
0: Andrew, thanks for calling in. I don't know of a solution for you on this one, not without jailbreaking, and on the jailbreaking side, I'm not even sure what you can do there. If anyone has a solution for Andrew on this, jailbroken or not, as he said, preferably not, if anyone has a solution, give us a call, 206-666-6364, that's 206-MOON-DOG, or shoot an email to todayinios at gmail.com. Your feedback is greatly appreciated. Into the email bag we go. Hi, Rob. Love the show per usual. A few comments. I guess I'm the one who bought the Apple Smart Battery Case for my iPhone 6S. What can I say? I love it. I always had a case for whatever phone iPhone I have as I dislike how slick the iPhones are naked. The battery case does what it's supposed to do, gives me insane battery life, and does it without making me constantly cycle the internal battery on the phone. Plus, I can use a lightning cable to charge the whole thing. I truly loathe micro-USB for constantly plugging and unplugging. As for the headphone jack, or lack of it, I'm a blind user and thus use voiceover. This means, of course, I'm always listening to the phone. I am not at all happy about what appears to be the impending demise of the headphone jack, but it's not as big a deal as all that. I have tried Bluetooth. I hate it. Not only does Bluetooth still not reliably stay paired up, there is one more thing to keep charged and most irritating of all, there is a lag between action on the screen and hearing the result. This is a huge problem when using voiceover as you can often touch, often touching the screen to perform actions and the lag drives me insane. If all of that were not enough, and it truly is, When you use the phone to communicate with someone else using Bluetooth, the phone switches to a protocol that makes a 70s-era long-distance phone call sound great by comparison. So going forward, guess I'll need a dongle to plug into my cheap but durable headphones, which I use for things such as podcasts, books, and all other functions of modern smartphones. No music. I have much better rig for that. I already have a dongle of sorts. I have a headphone extender, which is necessary to fit through the battery case to reach into the headphone jack. Keep up the great work. Regards, Kevin Barry. Well, Kevin, thanks for your feedback. Hi, Rob. On episode 401, I asked about a slow search from the home screen. Here are some more details. Most of the time, I search for an app on the, the phone, It seems to be slow more of the time when I am using a cellular connection. However, I expect the results for matching app names to be fast before the phone uses the network. Maybe Apple didn't implement this right. Local results first, then move to the slower search requiring network. Regards, Alex from Walnut Creek. Thanks, Alex, for the feedback. Interesting article by Johnny Evans about the cash machine that Pokemon Go is for Apple. A research group called YouGov claimed Pokemon Go has been downloaded over 6 million times and has 5 million active users, and 1 million of them are paying users. And that's just in the UK alone. But think about that. 5 sixths of downloaders are active players. That is outstanding. And then 20% of those active users are paying customers. That is way, way above the two to five percent number I've seen for other apps that have in-app purchase. The more interesting thing is that they estimate 80 percent of total Pokemon Go spending is via iOS users. And globally, players have spent over 250 million in the game already, which means about 200 million in iOS app purchases, and that is a cool 60 million for Apple's 30 percent cut. Not too shabby.
5: Hey, Rob, this is Brent out here in Oklahoma City, and I just have a question for you. About a year ago on one of your podcasts, you mentioned that there was some type of a uh, MFI certified convention going on where Apple was supposed to be doing away with the made-for-iOS accessories and device and that um, more of those third-party accessories were going to start working better and not giving you those error messages. Since you've talked about that in your podcast, I haven't heard any more mention about it, nor have I seen any difference. It seems like I'm still running into the problem with the cables and certain accessories, giving that accessory not supported error message. So I was just wondering if they mixed that whole deal and they're still Forcing, uh the Made for iOS or the MFI certification or what the scoop was on that now, but it doesn't seem like it's really gotten any better as far as the third-party accessories. So I was just curious about uh, what um, your thoughts were on that or if you knew any more about that. But I think it was about a year ago that you brought up that uh, Apple had met with third-party accessory companies, and they were going to start relaxing a little bit on that certification. I could have just totally heard that incorrectly or read that wrong, but that's what I thought that I heard. So any information would be appreciated. As always, I appreciate you and take care. God bless. Bye-bye.
0: Rick, thanks for the feedback. And what you're talking about is an article that I mentioned on episode 329. If you go to the 21 minute and 59 second mark, you can hear my comments. But what I was saying was that there was a summit, the iDevices Summit, or made for iDevices Summit, MFI Summit in China. And that is where they were going to let the partners know what was up and what they can do officially if they want to get the MFI certification. Again, that was in episode 329, and that came out in around late November 2014. And there are devices now that have the MFI certification. We talked about that earlier. You want to make sure when you get cables that they are MFI certified. And that probably a lot of that came out of this. So that was what I was talking about. Again, if you want to listen to what I said completely, go back to episode 329. Listen at the 21 minute and 59 second mark. Back to the email back. Hey, Rob, what's that song at the end of episode 401? I'm not having luck figuring it out. Sounds a little bit like Prince, but thanks and love the podcast. Regards, Paul N. Paul, that was a song sent in by a listener. And if you go back and listen to the beginning of episode 401, you will hear where I talk about who sent in the song and what applications they used to create that song on their iOS device. But any music you hear on these episodes, Our music that had been created by TII listeners that was created on an iOS device that they sent to me so that I could play on the show. And of course, if you have some music you've made on your iOS device, email to me at todayinios at gmail.com. would love to play your music on the show. From the Google Plus community, from Bob Berbrick, quote... I don't know if this has anything to do with 9.3.4, but here goes. I have an iPhone 6S Plus that replaced a 5S months ago. I keep my phone in my front pocket twice today. I bum-dialed my home landline. I've never had this happen before. The last time I was at home when it happened and I was absolutely certain that there was no way I accidentally called home, I'm stumped. Anyone have any idea why this might be happening? Unquote. Well, hi, Bob. Yes, I had this happen a few times as well. I have never had that happen before iOS 9.3.4, and it has not happened since I updated to iOS 10, beta 5, and now I'm beta 6. I thought it was something I had done, but when I read your post, I realized it was not me. It was iOS 9.3.4. As I mentioned previously, there's a new episode of Podcast 411, episode 232, with Jen from Congressional Jish. Recording was done face to face using the Boss Jack app and the iRig Lab Mic 2 pack, really good audio quality. Check it out to hear how it sounds, recording on an iOS device face to face with two Lab mics. And those two Lab mics, the iRig Lab Mic 2 pack, 79 bucks. That's it for the total pack. I'll be at the WorldCon conference here in Kansas City this week if you happen to be at WorldCon. Please stop by. We are in booth 10 in the dealer room area. Why do you vibrate?
1: Ooh, did you feel that too?
0: Why do you vibrate?
1: I'm learning to play the vibes.
0: Why do you vibrate?
1: It's just me doing a little jig inside here.
0: Why do you vibrate?
1: To get your attention. Got it.
0: Why do you vibrate?
1: I just bumped into some ones and zeros.
0: Thanks again to Ring for sponsoring this episode. Folks, go right now for a limited time only. Go to ring.com slash TII to save $50 off your Ring of Security Kit. Thanks, Ring, for sponsoring this show. And before we go today, I want to remind you to send in your feedback to the show, 206-666-6364. That's 206, Moondog. Or record your feedback and email to the show at todayinios at gmail.com. Feedback can be a question or comment for something someone said on this episode, or it can be a question or rant you have about something else. An app or product review, good or bad, as long as it's iOS related, it is welcomed. I'm always looking for new artwork to feature on the show that you've created on iOS device. Just put some TII branding on it and send it in. And of course, we're always looking for more music created on iOS device to play on the show. It's your show and your feedback is greatly desired. Don't forget to check out our moderated Google Plus community by going to todayinios.com community. Thanks again to Harry's for sponsoring this episode. Please go to harrys.com now and save $5 off when you enter the code TII with your first purchase. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com. And enter the coupon code TII at checkout to save $5. Start shaving better today or, well, as soon as it comes to your doorstep. Finally, check out the newly updated Ti app, which is free to you. Search for TII in the iTunes App Store. It's the best way to consume the show and to get push notifications each time a new episode of TII is released. It's fully voiceover-friendly and iOS 9.3.4-friendly. Please go right now and download the TII app. And that, folks, is going to do it for us today. Until the next time, I'm your host, Rob, reminding you to phone different.
3: you couldn't make it if you feel like you can't take it just know that you're not alone you're not on Even if you shed a tear God is near, have no fear Even if you shed a tear I used to cry at night I felt so alone I wasn't aware that the Lord was watching over me Now I know that he loves me and he carries me He's been there for me my whole life A tear God is near, have no fear, even if you shed a tear. No matter what you no do, no matter what you, no you, matter what you no say, His presence way. and His love will never go away. No matter what you do, no matter. You shed a tear.
6: It's Daniel from Wisbeach, Cambridgeshire. About a couple of things. The first thing is Apple and their uh, customer service again, which is, which is exemplary again. So I walked into the Apple store in Cambridge, in the UK, which is normally my favourite, and I said, Look, I don't know if anyone else has experienced this problem, but my um, lightning cable and my Mac. Uh, charger have frayed on the um, connection part to the whatever, yeah? And I'm showing him, yeah? And there's all the wires exposed and everything and he's like out of warranty son, nothing I can do about it. So I'm like, ooh don't like that too much but alright then, see ya got on the old uh, email, sent email to Apple, not happy A little bit later um, phone call comes in Hello, and I'm like, hello, blah, 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 all the old niceties out the way. And I said, look, let me give it to you like this, right? I'm out of warranty, yeah? I'm not in the right, I'm in the wrong to expect you to just replace this charger. So let's get off on the right foot. I ain't got a leg to stand on here. However, let me put it to you like this. I invest a lot of money in this company. And by doing that, I feel like I just want something little bit better than just what's documented in the legal description of warranty law and she said you know what boom i see where you're coming from and it's unacceptable and i said well look let's not go down the route of unacceptable and starting kicking off i said because like you know i love apple i love you guys you've always helped me out and i don't want to moan and all that old jazz and i'll give it all that old flannel i don't want to moan and all that however I've got two bloody broken cables here and it's gonna cost me a fortune done in the post next day on the doorstep done two brand new ones have that so there you go now the second thing I want to talk about Apple watch right I'd like to see an ability to um, not make the screen light up whenever you move your hand so a classic example, I was watching Suicide Squad in the cinema. FYI, don't go and watch Suicide Squad. I appeal to you, do not go and watch Suicide Squad. Anyway, let's get back to Apple products, what we're here for. So, my, my watch kept lighting up every time I went to eat popcorn, because I obviously with my left hand and my right hand, because I'm a gannet. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's just very, very annoying. So, I would like to see, or if you know the ability, please to be able to not make your iPhone, iWatch light up. Please don't say turn it off. I am aware I can turn it off. However, I would like to have the luxury of, like if there's an emergency, I can sort of respond to it without having to get my phone out and obviously destroy everyone else's viewing ability and create the biggest cardinal sin, in my opinion, which is to bring electronic equipment out into a completely dark auditorium. Yes, I'm very angry about that. Anyway, Rob, oh, my God, I've been away. But I'm back, baby, like Terminator 2, except for not quite as ripped and more hairy. All right, my friend, love your show, love your face, love what you do. Keep it up. Good work, son.
4: Rob, Thomas from Albu again, on a separate matter. Um, Not hearing any more uh, outtakes at the end of the show. Those were fun Easter eggs to find. So maybe keep leave, put them back in there again, unless you don't think it's a good idea.
0: Hi, Rob. This was a photo I took with a flower of my friend's mother. It would be a power horse house. Make sure the cables you buy stay. Mabel, TVs globally aren't globally. I keep my iPhone in my front porch. <laughs> nice. Butter to just have... Butter to have? Why not have some jam with that, too?